Hey fam, hello, 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 family. I am here with a word from the Lord today, okay? And the Lord, he started giving me this word as I was getting ready for my day, okay? And, you know, he was like, you can continue to get ready, but I got this word for you. (laughs) So we're going to go right into this word. Um, Listen, Holy Spirit will just take over the meat in place because it's his word anyway. It's his word anyway. So let's just go to Mark 5. And um, just have your way, Lord. All right, let's start from the top. So they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of Garnices. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whatever... He was put into chains and shackles as often as often, often was. He snapped the chains from his wrist and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night he wandered among the burial caves and the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. So we set the scene. Jesus steps off the boat. And it's a man who has just been cast off to dead. He lives in the graves, the grave sites. He he just came from the tombs. As Jesus was coming off the boat, he was running from the tombs. And nobody seemed powerful enough to subdue him. Nobody could subdue it. These demons that was inside of this man would have him breaking chains and they would try to bound him and he would be unbound. Right, like the the spirit that was the evil spirit working in him was 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 strong, right? It's a day and night he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. So this evil spirit will cause him to be howling and to cut himself. Uh, with with sharp objects, and nobody knew what to do, right? Nobody knew what to do. Even it, it, nobody knew what to do. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, "Why are you interfering with me, Jesus?" Son of the Most High God, in the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, come out of the man, you evil spirit. So you got this spirit that just just a moment ago was too powerful to be subdued. Jesus just approached him and said, come out of the man. He, he approached that evil spirit and said, come out of him. That same spirit that would have him breaking chains, the same spirits that would have him howling, the same spirits that would have him cutting himself, the same spirit that had everybody cast him off into into the grave. He, they they looked at him like a dead man. That same spirit that caused all of that, all Jesus said was, "Come out of the man, you evil spirit." Then Jesus demanded, "What is your name?" 
And he replied, see, Jesus said, what's your name? And he replied, <laughs> my name is a legion because there are many of us inside this man. Do you get where, where, where in this passage, in this scripture is telling Jesus is the strong man. Nobody could subdue this evil spirit because Jesus was the one. Jesus is the strong man. You had to look to Jesus to get the healing that you were looking for. Yes, these these spirits, they might seem powerful. They might seem strong. But what I need you to know is Jesus is stronger. It's to show you how powerful he is. Nobody can subdue this evil spirit. But this spirit now is pleading with Jesus. Please don't torture me. You got to understand how powerful the Lord is. How powerful he is. And we will be in situations. Let's just let's just take this man for instance. We have this man who wanders around the graves, the graves and the tombs. He's howling. He's cutting himself. He he can't be bound. Nobody wants to be near him because they're all afraid of him, right? He you can you imagine how helpless he felt? Can you imagine? How helpless he felt. But then Jesus walked on the scene. And and Jesus was exactly what he needed. Jesus was the answer. Nobody had the answer for this man. They They tried to bound him in chains. They've tried to... Um... You know... Just handle it their way. But Jesus was the answer. The man needed to have an encounter with Jesus to be set free. Okay? Then the evil spirit begged him again and again not to send them to some distant places. So the, the so when Jesus said, what's your name? He said, my name is Legion. For there, There's many of us. There's, there's many of us inside this man. It wasn't just one evil spirit. It was legions. It was many of them. And Jesus had legions of evil spirits begging him not to torture them. Please don't torture me. That's what they were saying. Like, don't, 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 don't do it. Okay. Like, it ain't the time yet. I ain't trying to go to that. I ain't trying to do that. Please. That same, those same spirits that was wreaking havoc in that man's life and the people around him. Now those spirits are being subdued under Jesus' feet. When you look to Jesus for your healing, you will not turn back around in shame. You will not turn back around in shame. I'm here to tell you, you will not be turned around in shame. But you will have a testimony by the time he gets done with you. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirit came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. 
The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. See, this man, he came to the Lord, and he was not rebuked. He didn't. The Lord didn't turn him back around in shame. Now people are looking at all at this very person that they chalked up as dead. They were afraid to come around this man. They said there's nothing left that we can do for him. But now he is in the middle of a crowd and people are looking at him like, how have you been made whole? How are you healed? The Lord will use what the enemy has meant for your bad for your good. Okay. They saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane. And they were all afraid. This man that was just wreaking havoc, they see him in his complete sanity. In his complete sanity. And, um... Okay, let me go into a little bit of a testimony real quick as I read this. Because I can I can tell you about some times that I felt insane, okay? As I was, as the Lord was pulling me closer, I would have these very, like, demonic attacks. I would be afraid, okay? I would be afraid to walk around my house at night. I would be afraid to go to sleep at night. I would sleep during the day. And be up at night. I was uh, like, I was just felt this evil presence that would follow me. I just felt it. It would just be following me everywhere I would go. I would be peeking out the shower because I was afraid, right? But the Lord, He 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 kept His promise. He did what He what He said He would do. He protected me. You know, like. I would have moments where I would have panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And I would really feel like I was, like, losing it. Like, I felt like I needed to be locked up somewhere. I felt like I wasn't seen. I felt like I was crazy. I felt like people were looking at me and was like, yeah, she ain't playing with a full, with a, with a full tank. She, she ain't doing that. But let me tell you something. The Lord restored me. Like, I, I, I got to the point where I was like, I'm not walking around no more in fear. And it was all but, but the grace of God. It was the grace of God that got me through that season of fear, of just feeling like I was being stalked, feeling like I was losing my mind. Like, family, it was times where I knew I wasn't suicidal, but, like, I was afraid to be around knives and, and like, over-the-counter medicine. Like, I was really afraid of that because I I couldn't trust myself. Like, I, I but I knew I didn't want to die, but I just didn't trust myself. It was times that I would be afraid to go to sleep. Mercy, no. That's my dog. Sorry. It was times that I would be afraid to go to sleep because I thought I would die in my sleep. Like it was just like it. It was just it was crazy. Like it was times I would have like sleep paralysis. I would be in these dreams, but I couldn't get up, and the dreams would be demonic. 
It's just like, family, I'm here to tell you that this scripture is true. I'm here to testify because God has restored me. Now your sis, be, she, be, she be sleeping good. <laughs> Only time I wake up is if the Lord is trying to speak something to me. If I'm thirsty or I got to go to the bathroom, okay? I go to sleep whatever I feel like going to sleep, all right? Unless the Lord got me doing something and then I ain't going to sleep. But... The point is, God has restored me, and I know that this word is true, okay? In that season, it didn't feel good. What I was going through didn't feel good. I was looking crazy out in these streets, okay? But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It was all worth it because now I can testify to you that God can do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, fam. Okay, my bad family. My son needed something. <laughs> but, uh, like I was saying, it didn't feel good in that moment. It didn't feel good. But I got to know that Jesus can subdue that strong man. You feel me? Well, not that strong man, that evil spirit. He can, he can, he can subdue it, okay? Well, I was just like... This is the end for me. This is how I feel. I was like, this is the end for me. This is how my life is about to be. God don't care about me. He's left me here. He's not worried about me. I, I, he, he don't want me. Like he, he's allowing these things to happen. But still, even in those moments, the Holy Spirit would keep on telling me it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. I still, even though I was battling them thoughts in my mind, it was the comforter that would comfort me. He would comfort me and tell me it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Trust the process. Like, it was nothing but the comforter. And I I can now testify to you that God will bring you through. He will bring you through. You will feel like you are losing your mind just because God is restoring your mind. Do you understand me? In my past life, I didn't know that, that Jesus could subdue these evil spirits. I didn't know that. But it took for me to experience it. It took for me to see what he did in my life to be able to say, yeah, he could do that. Family, I would have ambulances come into my house because I would feel like I'm dying. Like I was, I literally, and then like they would just come look at me and be like, you're fine. Or I would go to the hospital and be like, yo, I feel like I'm about to die. And they're like, you all right. But on the inside of me, I'm like, no, I'm not. I can recall driving to like my mom and dad's house and like knowing that it was nothing but God driving that car because within me, it was so much going on. It was so much going on. Like I just felt like I was losing it all. And I remember him telling me like, you know, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, uh, no, I feel like I'm, I, it's, I'm about to be over with. I feel like this is it, right? But he kept his word, family. He kept his word. He subdued the strong man. He will do it for you. He will do it for you. I know at times you're going to feel helpless. I know at times you're going to feel abandoned. At times you're going to feel forsaken. At times you feel like you can't even trust yourself. At times you're scared. At times, you feel like nobody can can fix what's going on with you. But let me tell you something. You are in the right position to see the hand of God. To watch him move in your life. Okay? Because mm, I'm telling you, I know how 
it feels. I remember like just looking at my kids and them seeing me like the ambulance pulling up and I'm I'm having to tell my child like how because I have like this this one latch on my door and it's hard for her to reach it. And like having to tell her how to get the latch off in case she ever needs to like have the ambulance come into my house. You understand? Like I really was like, I, it's about to be over for me. But God is so true. Oh, I just love him so much. He's just so good, y'all. I promise you, he is so good. Like, listen, he is good. So I just wanted to... um Mm. Yes, okay, Lord. I remember the first, 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 first notable panic attack I had. And I remember just feeling like I was in this demonic space. Like, I just felt like all hell was coming up against me. And I was just pacing back and forth. And it was just a lot. It was a lot. Like, I was just pacing back and forth. It was like, it was It was a lot. And I remember just sitting there, right? And it was just such a demonic feeling. That's the only way I can explain it to you. It was a demonic feeling. But I remember sitting there like, I need to be committed because I have lost it. Like, there's no way I'm coming back from this. There's no way that people are going to think I'm normal. I feel like everybody will be looking at me out the corner of their eyes because this this girl right here, she she ain't playing. She ain't, she ain't playing with all her marbles. I remember feeling crazy. But let me tell you something. Since you are not crazy, you is not the least bit of crazy. Okay? You are not. And I remember, like, after that, I just started prophesying after that to, like, the people in my house. And... What I was saying, like it, 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 it was, it was just family. It's something that only God can tell you for <laughs> you to understand. Because I, the, in that time, it was like I could really understand we were in a war. Like we were in a war because that demonic atmosphere that I could feel around me was it was just ugh. Like that's the only way I'm gonna put it. It was just ugh. But God brought me through. That's what I want to bring to you. God brought me through. When I felt like I was insane, he brought me back to my sanity. Okay? He got you. He got you. I remember my heart pounding. Just like feeling like my heart going to beat out my chest. Like I could hear my heart beating in my sleep. That's how my heart, how hard my heart would be pounding. And God brought me through. Ugh, he brought me through. Listen. It says, then those who had seen what happened told the others about the demon-possessed men and the pigs. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you. And how merciful he has been. Hmm. So the man, see, some people don't want to see the move of God. Some people, they they want to stay where they at. But when you see how that man, like, once he got that touch from Jesus, he's like, I want to go with you. But with the Lord, he knew what he was doing. He healed him to save the people around him. 
This healing that the Lord is bringing to you is going to be just not for you. It's going to be for the people around you. It's going to be others around you. They are going to be able to find hope in what the Lord has done for you. They'll have hope. Don't be ashamed of what you're going through. Okay? Don't be ashamed. That's why, listen, it's nothing but the grace of God that I can sit here and I can talk to you about the things that I've been through. Because I know what I've been through can get you through. Because that's why the Lord allowed it to happen. So I can tell you that he can do it for you. In that pit that I was sitting in, I didn't want to hear that. I just wanted some relief. But once the Lord began to show me that people are going through this and I need you to speak it. I need you to relay the message that I heal. It will, it, it, it will cause a shift in the atmosphere. And that's what God wants you to know. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. But he says, you are my shift that I'm bringing to that atmosphere. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. Jesus heals and responds to faith. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Some people need a touch. And that's okay to need a touch. Like you need Jesus to touch you, to know it's him. You know? It's nothing wrong with feeling like you want that touch from the Lord. Because he will respond to your faith. If you believe that if he just touches me, I will be healed. You will be blessed. Jesus went with him and all the people followed crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she spent everything she had to pay them off. But she had gotten no better. So you got this woman in the crowd. I know we always go to with the issue of blood, but I love her. Ugh. So you got this woman in the crowd. She done went into debt trying to find a cure. Hospital bills stacking up because she's just trying to figure out what's wrong with her. And nobody has an answer. Nobody can tell her what's wrong with her. And it says, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Each rejection caused her to get worse. She started to lose hope. She started to lose faith because every time she would go to the doctors, they would have no answer for her. It was no help. So it caused her to lose more and more faith in healing. It caused her to feel worse. Because she's like, there's no cure for me. 
Nobody can help me. She had heard about Jesus. This is what I need you to understand. She heard about Jesus. You got to know that what you're going through, the Lord says, all he wants you to do is speak it. Because if you start swinging his name around, you don't know who's in the crowd that hears you. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. She was like, if I could touch him, and where he at? Tell me where he at. And if I could touch him, I know he can heal me. For she thought to herself, if I could just touch his robe, I will be healed. She felt her hope. She felt her faith again. When she see Jesus, she put all her hope, all that hope she once put in the doctors, she now put in Jesus. She said, I know now, I know if I touch him, I'll be healed. Yeah, everybody in the past said they don't know what to do for me. Yes, I lost hope. Yes, I lost faith. Yes, I got sicker. But I know that this man heals. I've heard what they said about him. This man heals. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And ooh, listen to this part right here. Listen to this part right here. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. When she touched Jesus, she felt the healing in her body. She felt a wholeness in her body that she's never felt. When she went to the doctor, she couldn't feel it. But when she touched Jesus, she felt this healing in her body. Let me tell you, son. <laughs> My God is good. And if somebody, if you would just believe that if I touch him, if I just come to him, if I humble myself, if I seek him, if you make up your mind that in Jesus I'll be healed, you will feel it in your body. Okay, you will feel it in your body. Just know I need to just touch him. Seek him and you will find what you are looking for. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Oh, let me tell you something, family. It's something about when Jesus called you out the crowd. He said, look, I'm about to show everybody what I did for you. Somebody touched me and I need I need you to come step out because I t- you touched me. I need you to tell the crowd what happened when you touched me. Give your testimony about how you felt this healing in your body. Allow people to hear what I've done for you. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well because you believed in me. You are well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Because you believed in him, you are well. 
That's what I need you to change your mindset on. Not will he do it? Will he do it? No, because you believe in him. When you wholeheartedly believe in him. When you say, Lord, I believe, but help me overcome this unbelief. When you say that to him, you are well. He said, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. When you believe that and you store that in your heart, you will, you will be well. He said that it, it, the, the title of this is Jesus responds to faith. Do you believe that he will do this for you? He will heal you in response to your faith. Do you believe it? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I messed up. Wrong part, wrong, wrong part, wrong part. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. There is no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just have faith. Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Afraid, being afraid is so comfortable to us. It, it, you you find that it's easier to worry than it is it's easier to trust. It's easier to play out different scenarios in your head than just trust that God got it. But I'm here to tell you, don't be afraid. Just have faith. Just believe that God will cause it to work for your good. No, I'm not here to say that I know everything that the Lord is going to do for your life from A to Z, because that would be a lie. But what I can tell you is God is working things, all things for your good. I'm here to tell you that nothing is impossible with God. I'm here to tell you that all things work together for your good and for the good of those that love the Lord. It is a call according to their purpose. That's what I'm here to tell you. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw how, how much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him. So Jesus said, why y'all, why y'all in here wailing and weeping? She only sleep. But they laughed at him because they couldn't see from his perspective. They didn't understand who was standing in front of them. So if the Lord tells you, why are you weeping? Why are you wailing? This is only asleep. You're looking at this situation dead, but it's only asleep. I just have to say, get up. It, it will get up. You can't be like, what? Or start laughing or be like, no way. But believe. Believe is only asleep. But he made them all leave and he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was laying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up. It's that immediately work of God. Immediately. When you put your faith in Jesus, you see things start to get up. 
You start to see this situation differently. You don't mourn in the process no more. But you say, oh, Lord, I know you set in the scene. I know you doing something. Although I can't quite see it. I know you doing something because you got to change your perspective. You got to see things out of the eyes of Christ. You got to have an eye that sees and ears that hear. And then once you see things that are dead, that that, that you ask the Lord to, to keep alive, but it died. When you start seeing out of eyes that see, you start hearing out of ears that hear, you'll know that it's only asleep. That situation's only asleep. It's only asleep. It's only asleep. <laughs> it's only asleep. It's not dead. But when you look at him out of carnal eyes, when you look at him out of carnal, will hear him out of carnal ears, you'll start to start wage. You'll start. You'll start waging. You'll start to be like, mm, I don't know. I don't trust it. But when you trust God and you like, mm, it's only asleep. My finances is only asleep. My health is only asleep. My child that has been straying is only asleep. My business is only asleep. My health is only asleep. When you start looking at it like that, that my relationships is only asleep. Yes, he might have took the dead things away, but now he's about to raise the new things to life. It's only asleep. You might be single right now because your man only asleep. <laughs> yes, I'll say it again. You might be single right now, but your man, he only asleep. Am I not telling you the truth? When Eve was being formed, Adam was only asleep. It's, it's, oh, I just need you to say, whatever you are going through, I just need you to say, it's only asleep. The Lord will bring you. What did the Lord do with Eve when he was done with her? He brought her to Adam, who was only asleep. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's only asleep. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what happened. And then he told them to give her something to eat. Mm, 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 mm. Follow what the Lord has told you to do. Do what he said. He's he's giving you strict orders, but it's because he wants you to follow what he said. Now I'm gonna pray for you, and then if it's else, what Holy Spirit wants to say, he can say it in the name of Jesus. But let's just bow our heads, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for this word, Father. I thank you for this day. I thank you for. All that you are doing, Lord, I thank you that all of the things that you have for us is only asleep, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you begin to release your resurrection power, Lord. I pray that you put your hand in it and that you touch the situations in each one of your children's lives that's just asleep, Lord. Father, I pray that your child begins to see you with eyes that see. They begin to hear you with ears that hear, Lord. And they get the healing that they are looking for, Father. And when they receive this healing, Lord, I pray that they know within themselves that they are healed. I pray that immediately the bleeding in their lives will stop, Father God. I pray that all the chains, all the bondage, all, all, the, all the graves that they are in, will release them, Father, and they shall be free, and they shall be whole, and they shall be well. 
Father, I thank you for what you are doing in your child's life, Lord. I thank you, Father. I honor you and I praise you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, it's only asleep. I just keep on hearing the Lord repeat that over and over. It's only asleep. There's a life that you had that you have a vision of. You see yourself somewhere. The Lord is saying, "I'm bringing it to life," because it's only asleep. <laughs> it's only asleep. Can you believe it? Will you believe that it's only asleep? And in a twinkle of an eye, He can say, "Get up!" And immediately, what you see will begin to rise. Do you believe that? I pray that you do. I pray that you will be encouraged today in Jesus' name. I pray that you will be strengthened today in Jesus' name. I pray that you will give God all the glory in Jesus' name. I just pray for you. And if there's anything that you would like to talk to me about, feel free to email me. I am here to listen. If it's a testimony you want to give, I am here to hear it in Jesus' name because it's only asleep. He's going to do it. (laughs) He's going to do it. Okay? Late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. Let me tell you something about the midnight hour. It's the darkest point of that situation. And he says he's going to turn it around. Right? You could have been like, well, Lord, why you ain't turning around when the sun rised up? No, he said, because I want to get it at midnight. I want you to see it at its darkest because I want you to know that I'm the strong man, says the Lord. He said he wants you to know that he is the strong man. Okay. So I'm going to let y'all go, family. So let's say this together. I love you, but most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.